he'd said to Vita. Vita muses how it wouldn't cross Tim's mind that the old lady had been doing precisely that ever since, with Vita's unspoken blessing. She glances at Tim, experiences a pang, wonders how that could be after everything. Hey, Tim. It isn't a question, and, though she says it softly, she knows she shouldn't have said it at all. He just looks at her. There's nothing behind his eyes. It's the neutrality that hurts the most. When did he buy that shirt? It suits him. It suits his dark grey eyes, his close-cropped hair the colour of slate. Be in touch, he says as he leaves. He doesn't look back. Tim is someone who never looks back. Six years together, now heading towards a year since she left him. Vita slips off the stool and writes herself a post-it, sticking it next to the hook on which her jacket is hanging. Order gorillas and lions. Think Robinson, not Tim. Oliver was washing up. He'd spilled water on himself and the floor. The water was too hot, and his hands were red. To the right of him, the dishwasher stood empty, unused for nearly three years. His wife had loved that appliance. I could live without TV, she'd said. I don't mind laundrettes, but the dishwasher? I'd sell myself rather than part with it. It's the apotheosis of modern invention. He thought that only Dee Dee could refer to something as dull as a dishwasher as the apotheosis of modern invention. He thought about how she liked to say she didn't have hands that do dishes. Not from any pomposity, but because her hands really had been slender and soft, pale, silky, protected. She rubbed cream in as though it was a ritual. Tubes of the stuff remained, on windowsill and beside table, by the basin, by the phone. Some were scented with lavender, some with rose. Some were formulated for Norwegian fishermen. Oliver looked at his hands, redder by the minute. He should have taken his watch off. Of all the things to miss, it was the simple sight of a meticulously stacked dishwasher he longed for most these days. And yet it had been one thing that had wound them both up at the time. Dee Dee hated him stacking it because she said he didn't do it properly. She'd shove him out of the way, complaining how he didn't maximise space the way she did, even accusing him of doing this on purpose, which was true. He'd hated her tutting and huffs and exasperation. It had made him sling stuff in on purpose. How ridiculous had that been? Life's way too short to fall out over a stupid dishwasher. He called her a fucking control freak once. She'd gone stony cold and had said, I'm doing it for us. It's the way I keep our home. And if you want to make a mockery of that, you can fuck off yourself. He'd said, Stop being so bloody melodramatic. Jonty, who had been about eight or nine, had said, What's melantraumatic? And she'd said, Mel-o-dramatic, darling. It's nothing. Just a silly word for a silly thing. So gently. So sweetly. So patiently. Dee Dee would die if she saw the state of the house now.
or rather, she'd die again. These days, there's only him and Jonty, and mostly they eat takeaways direct from the tubs. Remember how Mum used to always lay the table, including a spoon for pudding, even though she invariably said, help yourselves to fresh fruit? Yeah, says Jonty. But his father can't tell what his son's eyes are saying behind that lank curtain of dye-dark hair. It is one of those moments when Oliver considers how a teenager's hair can hide a child's eyes. You can dry. There's only about two plates and a hundred forks, Dad. Let it drain. His son is on his way out of the kitchen to flick on the TV in front of which he'll sit with his dad, quietly watching whatever crap might be on until they're finally tired enough for bed. Oliver looks at the draining board. Only two plates and just forks. It breaks his heart all over again.